1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun.
2: Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome in to another edition of Gwen and Chris. Mine is Chris. Who is away with the Aztecs, the women Aztec hoop team? Uh, where are they at? I think
3: they're in Florida. He's getting a nice little vacation Man, out of this. All the way
2: to Florida. He's a Floridian for the next couple of days. Oh, Chris is a Floridian. <laughs> I mean, we already knew that. Uh, yeah, a lot going on. Great, I mean, some comical slash great finishes in the NFL. Oh, my goodness. Last night. Uh, today the news drops that Seth Lugo, reliever slash starter, swing man, however you want to call him, is now a Padre. That is being reported. Uh, a two year deal, according to John Heyman, worth about fifteen million. For those who may struggle in math like I do, that's about seven and a half <laughs> per year. Uh, so the Padres address. Some of that bullpen but it sounds like he's going to be given the opportunity to start now he kind of did this swing man thing for the mets at times uh predominantly a reliever over the last uh few seasons had no starts um in 2022 and in 2023 or excuse me 2021 uh 2020 he was had some starts uh but he he was a, a big part of the bullpen really until uh You know, last season he he wasn't as much, but this is a good, this is a guy who pitched well out of the bullpen, has the ability to start, kind of in that, I guess, Nick Martinez mold now. I mean, although when Nick Martinez started, he was looked at, when he came here to San Diego originally, he was looked at as a starter. He was able to kind of do both. Uh, Could this guy be the new Nick Martinez from last year? He could. He could. I don't know. um, From what I read, uh, part of the. Lure to coming to San Diego is the opportunity to start. And so yeah. uh, it sounds like he's going to be given a, a chance to do that. He has performance bonuses for both starting and relieving. So it's not like, you know, he can feel slighted if one if it goes one way or the other. Like they don't start him and he has like four innings <laughs> left until he gets to a bonus or right, something. Right. Something along those lines. So uh, Padres getting busy. Right before Christmas, of course they are. You yeah. know what's going to happen? Is... We're going to go. We're going to go away for the mm-hmm. next week and a half. For those who who may not remember, this is the last show, last live show, last show in period for twenty 2020... twenty. Not this one tomorrow. Uh, well, not this. I'm saying this week is what oh. I was trying to say. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, did I miss? This did I miss week, something? <laughs> Tuesday tomorrow is our last yeah. show, uh, and so what's going to happen is we're going to go on break for about a week and a half, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and AJ Pro is going to get to work. He, oh, yeah. Christmas he's gonna, morning. He's going to sign like a starter. He's going to sign another reliever. Uh, and he's going to make a trade. You guys will just be left <laughs> with the, the letting the internet do the internet.
3: Hey, if anything crazy happens, I, I told Adam, I, I am here for for to come in studio if something
2: insane happens. Yeah, it's going to have to be, like, world-changing. <laughs> world-changing. I'm changing. telling you right now. You will... Uh, Unless it's world changing, you might be on your lonesome. No, I'm That's joking. fine. I'll come in here. I, I'm joking. If it's something serious, and I'll, I'll make sure I'm here. Uh, around the rest of baseball, the Dodgers lose, you know, who uh, a big uh, component to their offense. I don't know. Last seven years, he goes to the Red Sox, and by he, I mean Justin Turner. That's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, guaranteed twenty two mil. 14 salary 14 million dollar salary in 2023 8 million player option in 2024 so he's going to get to dictate the terms regardless uh in this in this particular contract the Dodgers lose a third baseman this goes back to what we talked a little bit about last week uh scrape is that the Dodgers by all accounts look like they're saving up their money my cha- my my mind tells me they're saving up for Shohei Otani, who will mm. be a free agent next year, right? But meanwhile, they're going to find out about the young guy Miguel Vargas can play third because that's his position, third base. They're going to find out about Gavin Lux uh, at short or second or wherever you want to put him, um, and, and so it begins. And so, they, who, who's going to play center field now? Cody Bellinger gone. That's a good question. Chris Taylor has some experience in center. I'm not. Have they signed anybody? That I don't. I can't recall.
3: No, I, I haven't Got really. Trace
2: Thompson back. Yep. I assume he could
3: play center field. He could play center. And he didn't. He wasn't terrible once he left the Padres. The Padre curse. No,
2: no, he was actually he was really good. Yeah. Once he left, he was really good. <laughs> uh, Betson right. I guess Muncie will probably play second um, or first. Mm-hmm. No, he can't play first. Freddie Freeman's there, so either way He'll play second either way that's another that's another uh i think a a i think that's another hit against them as they you know try to win another division they um, lost the left side of their infield they've lost the they've lost the entire left side of their infield they've lost uh one piece a leader. one piece up the middle even if the piece wasn't consistent uh, and so again said it last week on paper tough to argue the Padres don't have the best roster. Now, listen, on paper, you know, it's fun to talk about, but ultimately you you, you don't want to be holding the bag, you know, when it's all said and done and not (laughs) not winning a division. So
3: The pressure is definitely on. I was talking to my friend over the weekend. The pressure is definitely on for the Padres, Bob Melvin, because there is nothing less than winning the division as an expectation coming into this year, especially with what the, the Dodgers haven't done here since the season ended. There's a lot of pressure to win,
2: win early, and win consistently. Yeah. No, I don't think there's any question. I, I think, regardless, honestly, regardless of what the moves were made, they got to an NLCS last yeah. year. So of course, that's yeah. that. It itself that's raises true. the bar, uh, and you know, I think it's only being highlighted now by the fact that the Dodgers seemingly are just kind of standing pat, which is not something. And it's not they didn't. It's not for not trying, but there is a certain a uh, contract that they're looking to to do, and it seems like low years, high AAV options, options. You know, it gives them some some flexibility. Uh, and they it it didn't. And in the past, they would they still found guys. Whether it was Bowers' contract that didn't ultimately end up working out, it did not. Uh, Turner signed a short term deal. That that they clearly it to me. They clearly made a decision there to see what they had in a young guy as opposed to spend on the what 37 i think justin's gonna be this next year yeah and and they also lost pitching too as well starting pitching they lost starting pitching and so um it only highlights that expectation now because the dodgers aren't doing anything doesn't mean they're not gonna be suspicious i feel like something's up their sleeve it doesn't mean that they won't be a good team but I think the Padres are better on paper right now.
3: Probably not winning 111 games again. That
2: seems uh, far-fetched.
3: I did read about uh, Jerickson Profar and the Astros being interested in Jerickson Profar. So I don't really know how you feel, but it seems like he is probably going to be elsewhere
2: next season. Jerickson's a good fit on that Astros Astros roster because of his his versatility. um, He seems like in his personality, he would fit fit in there you'd be a good good leader in that clubhouse can walk in and you know be a guy that fits in um yeah i mean it does seem like the door if it isn't already closed is closing fast, yeah as it which is a bummer to- it is and you know that is uh as you know you look at teams that have these um windows you will see some of the parts kind of change maybe not the nucleus but you'll see the the parts uh i don't want to say that are on the yeah the outside but not as close to the central right they're, yeah those will those will change the ancillary and, parts and, the ancillary parts and, and the and the part that makes that tricky is you got to find the right ancillary parts to replace the you know the part that you're missing it's, you can't just get any ancillary part and mm-hmm. expect it to work the same so
3: yeah it sent the it sent the internet of course, into frenzy. About where Fernando, oh, that means Fernando's playing left. It's already a done deal. He's playing, I I
2: promise you this, on April 20th, he will be playing where. Honestly, does it matter at this point where he plays? No. I think the most important part part about it is having him back healthy, whether it's at short, which doesn't seem like it, um, whether it's at second,
3: first, Left, center. I've seen everything, maybe right? except for Every, catcher. Right, maybe that's probably the only place he's
2: not going to play or not going to be brought up to play or, or brought in question. Uh, so yeah, it's uh mob. Is uh, they're moving. Uh, of course, we can't forget. You know, we went to the weekend and Dansby Swanson becomes oh, yeah. uh, a Chicago Cub, which I'm fine with.
3: Yeah. The Cubs, the Cubs are a couple of years off, so we
2: don't. No one really has to worry about the Cubs right now. Good for Dansby. I don't know if you guys remember, he was offered six years, one hundred million at one point, mm-hmm. and in that whole process, and he turned it down. Well, he, he got an extra year, and he got an extra $77 seventy seventy million, seventy seven million. In that. <laughs> That's a lot in, in that process. I, he so had I would to have say known. the bet worked on himself oh, yeah. but paid on his paid out on himself.
3: Uh side note, the bet on the guy who caught the 62nd home run, this just hit me and did you see this this weekend? It went to auction the ball and he was offered 3 million dollars on the spot to just give up the ball to someone and he decided to go to auction and people were saying you're going to get more than that. What did he get? Um last I read it was like a million and a half. So he lost money on
2: it. He lost money so before, on it. So before before the actual auction they, happened, they
3: they offered some some private collector offered him three million dollars in cash on the spot. In cash? For, oh, I mean maybe not in cash, I'm but it's like say, not, they, There's a, no payment plan. They'll get you your three million bucks. But then he when he went the uh, ball with the auction, it only got a million and a half.
2: Ouch. I mean, I mean, a million and a half is still good. Oh yeah, good. yeah, but but, but you but had you three, 3 mil. <laughs> do you realize
3: how much more you could do with a mil a 3 million over yeah, a million and a I half? I can tell
2: you this, you won't have a million after taxes at this point. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where how it, all that works. I I mean, mean, he's gonna... Where the ball was caught, where the ball was sold. Oh yeah, that's true, right.
3: We and he has to give up uh, auction tax or like auction fees to the to the auction house. Mm. So he might be less than a mil now. This is why you sometimes just take Take the money.
2: Doesn't all, doesn't always It doesn't always count uh, no. to bet on yourself. Or, no. Or to bet on what you think is going to happen. If
3: I remember correctly, he consulted his wife as well, so I guarantee you that uh, she's blaming him for this, <laughs> for Listen, losing the, the million and a half. Uh,
2: I will, on, on a brighter note, uh, certainly when we play Gwen versus the fans, mm-hmm. you'll have a chance to go to the Holiday Bowl if you can win. That's right. So not only will you qualify, you will also have a chance to go to the 2022 SDCCU Holiday Bowl, December 28th at Petco Park. Um, For those who aren't a part of this contest, grab tickets in the end zone starting at $55. Visit Padres.com slash Holiday Bowl for tickets and info. Marcus McNeil, former Chargers, going to join us. And the three o'clock hour? 240. 240 ish. So yeah. in the two o'clock hour. Yeah. You guys won't have to wait long for that. We got a uh be
3: in studio, too. In studio. Six
2: foot eight, Marcus McNeil. I think I've met Marcus once. Okay. So, uh, you know, this will be a hello again. <laughs> okay. We have nice. A, we, have nice. A, we have a good, bad, the ugly. Uh, and as I said, a, a Gwynn versus fan. We'll cover some of the World Cup and what was, uh, I, in my lifetime, the craziest World Cup final ever. Even uh, for a guy like me who just watches the big events, that, I, I was, that I, I was I don't exciting. care if you just happened to tune in. You would probably agree that that was... Um, it was like a movie. It, was, it really was. It really was. Uh, it was, it got heated in the Gwen household. I, I will Whoa, tell you I that. want to yeah. hear about that. Well, you know, my uh, my middle daughter, Jordan, is, um, and, and really everybody in the house was, was rooting for Messi. And it wasn't that I wasn't rooting for Messi. I was just... Playing devil's advocate. You know how I like to do it. Yes, and, I know. And, uh, <laughs> my daughter was, was getting really upset, especially wow. as, as they uh, France tied that game. And I kept saying, oh, Mbappe's the best player in the world. She was not feeling my little jabs at all. Well, I, I, mean, I can't believe that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time,
3: I was in the middle. Because I, I, I really wanted to see Messi. I wanted to see Messi win because
2: it was his, it was his last. It was his final Most likely his one, last time. Won. And
3: he's come so close before. But Mbappe is just amazing. And, and t- we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, know, talk, we'll talk about
2: talk. it a little later on in, in the show. All right. Actually, probably next segment. Uh, let's <laughs> step away. Let's get to break. You guys were with you till 2.40. And guess what? Excuse me, at 2.40. 4.20 is what I meant to say. 4.25. Uh, I actually know who's playing today. Whoa. Believe it or not, why is there some fantasy relevant? No, thing? no fantasy relevant. I okay. just I just happened to know today. Rams and Packers, correct?
3: Yes. Ha-ha. Where? SoFi in Green Bay. <laughs> you were so that's close. Too, that's
2: too much to ask. That's man. too much to ask. But
3: it's gonna be. It's gonna, <laughs> is we, it gonna be freezing. We in? got yes. It's, we got we got kind of uh, gypped out of the snow game that we were all promised on Saturday night between the Bills and the it Dolphins. Came late. Came super late. But this one I don't think there's going to be snow but it's going to yeah. be freezing which is
2: worse probably.
3: Oh, I love when I when the Tom Coughlin game where his face froze off like that. <laughs> oh I this yeah, no. really, football's crazy because you can play in
2: 0 degrees. I remember <laughs> thinking to myself Maybe they should put an age limit on how old the head coach is going to be in this kind of in this uh, kind of weather. Yeah, or be, at least put a face mask or something. Because he did look like he was
3: like like frozen. <laughs> at he, time. he said he put like Vaseline or someone. I thought he put Vaseline. That works. You told me Vaseline. That works. I also learned over the weekend. Random note: skiers put Vaseline all over their body because it keeps them warm and when they wear in, those little
2: tiny things thin
1: tights, and they're
2: on top of a very cold mountain. Yeah, no, the Vaseline thing truly, truly works. I'll, I'll tell you my story if I haven't told it or I might have. All right, let's get to break. Got more Gwen and Chris. Just gravy and I today.
0: Woohoo! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for walk well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: Some sad news in Major League Baseball. Former Reds pitcher Tom Browning passed away today deputies were dispatched to browning's home in union kentucky at 101 p.m. after he was found unresponsive on the couch browning was pronounced dead at 113 no foul play suspected according to the sheriff's office uh tom browning has the only perfect game in cincinnati red hit reds history um sad sad passing uh for for baseball uh, I remember the one thing that many San Diegans might know him for here. He was pitching a game at, at Qualcomm and uh, snapped his arm in a pitch. I, I remember what? being there in person and you could hear his arm snap. It, it sounded like a gunshot. Oh, um, But uh, he was a, a terrific, terrific pitcher. And by all accounts, um, According to his teammates, was a, a great, great dude. Him and Barry Larkin shared the same birthday, so uh, prayers up for the Browning family, and uh, certainly sad to hear about his passing. Uh, World Cup, as we said before, we went to break ended in, uh, I mean, just tremendous fashion. I mean, it didn't end in tremendous fashion because personally, don't like me neither. A, a game being a hundred what one hundred and twenty minutes of, yeah. of of soccer. In the final game. In the final game, and it's decided by PKs. Uh, I'm with you on that. A lot of people in the soccer world are, you know, it is what it is. This is how they've been doing it. But uh, it does seem a, a little bit cruel for two teams to fight that hard and it go down on. But do they actually
3: have any more energy to play another, that's another thirty minutes? <laughs> that's another good point. I don't
2: know that they could play another. I can't 30 imagine minutes going ninety
3: minutes as hard as I can because and it wasn't ninety minutes. It was and more there's than like that. there's
2: like few subs. Like yeah. you get like like three subs per team. In, yeah, in World Cup, and they okay, are exhausted. Four. Yeah, no, it's it's no doubt. It was a, uh, a terrific game. Messi center stage and his what likely was his final uh, World Cup. Uh, they get up to 0 uh, France really the Mbappe show took over at that. I mean, he was really a one man show in terms of the offense for France. He scored all all the goals. He had a hat trick because uh, I think yeah he ended what a hat trick yeah right? he, had three. He, he had three he had all three goals yeah uh, he was he's that is it was almost like. And it's not that Messi really looks like he's lost a whole lot. He's clearly not what he was, you know, five six years ago. But he's still a phenomenal player. You kind of saw like a passing of yeah. the torch you can, right it, there. I think
3: it's always fun when you watch like high level athletes. You can always kind of tell who the best player on the field is, and you could tell that Mbappe was. But I I um, I was watching the game. I went and did something for maybe ten minutes. Came back. Game's tied at two. And I'm like, what in the heck happened? And all the apps, like, didn't explain how they scored two goals so quick. And I, I had no idea until I saw the the recap of it.
2: Mbappe is, like, is, is basically Kyrie Irving with his feet. <laughs> Just. I mean, that's how. I mean, he went through, like, three dudes towards the end of the game. Um, it was right before he got the PK. He ended up drawing the PK. Yeah. Um, where it was like I can't imagine being. I I can imagine doing that with my hands. I can't imagine doing that kind of stuff with my feet. No way. And he's like running full like sprint speed with the with a soccer ball at his feet.
3: And someone trying to
2: <laughs> and somebody trying to him. defend him. Yes, it, it, he's, he he was phenomenal. But ultimately, uh, Argentina walks away with want victory. You know what I've learned about soccer, especially watching Argentina. There's some good trash talkers.
3: <laughs> there definitely they, they are they
2: are some good trash talkers before during after argentina they they i mean they gave it to netherlands when they beat them they had yeah. the big grab, the big the big bad ears they were pointing out towards them as they scored the winning goal there you had the the moment of silence for mbappe in the in the locker room as they were doing hey 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 <laughs> somebody in spanish said moment of silence for mbappe they got all quiet and then they continued to celebrate, <laughs> uh, but you know you can't. It's hard not to be happy for for uh, Lionel Messi. Cause, no, uh, it he, was amazing. He, if that's the way you end up going out, I think that's the perfect
3: way. To yeah, go. he uh, puts them up by by one. It's three to two. You're like, okay, well, Mbappe can he do it? It's not likely he does it. Then they go
2: into OT. It was they funny. score, and then
3: you're like, can Mbappe? Yes,
2: he can. It, it was funny because my daughters were all like. You know, cheering like it, they were they were cheering like the game was over. It was like a minute, it was like a 109 on the clock. I was like, it's still like 10 minutes to go in this game. I don't know why you're so excited. <laughs> and like five minutes later, Mbappe tied it. Uh, but yeah, good, good, good World Cup. Another, Very good. Another good moment for soccer here in America. Because a lot of people were were locked into the whole World Cup, but especially that final.
3: I really love the Argentinian goalkeeper. He was he was on a new. He one. might
2: be the best trash talker of them all. He was over <laughs> there like doing the shimmy after. Yeah, he, he like... would do.
3: He would do like the Conor McGregor <laughs> shoulder shrug when he would save one. And then he, I think he got like the best
2: goalkeeper award or something. He like that. He deserved it. He he's. I mean the the save he made. Oh, right I... before time ended, he made a couple. It was a, a, it was for a that breakaway one, yes. and. I mean, he, and it wasn't just that game. He defended like that. And both uh, PK situations they went into, he got stops, which is – almost unheard
3: of it's almost unheard of he, he, it was almost like he knew what was happening but he won the best goalkeeper thing he gets the award which is like a hand which i think is funny and, <laughs> and then he does something extremely suggestive with it <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that oh man I just look that. it up it's pretty hilarious I, it's so it's so high school boy when he what he does well i mean his celebrations were very high school boy. yes when they I, were when like shoulder it, so like just, oh so good um
2: so you know the the other thing I, I, I couldn't help but think of is is soccer takes their when they name an award it's it's quite literal. Right? <laughs> they do the golden you're right. boot yeah, is yeah. is a golden boot like it's it's, a shoe. It, it doesn't work all that all the, that way all the time in sports, right? It's, yeah. it's I mean The Tony
3: Gwynn National League trophy is a is a plaque with is a, with a, a plaque, picture right. of it, your dad it, and right. then And then there's other things, but yeah, they literally either have a
2: hand or a shoe. I I laughed out loud. Mbappe, you know, they have him in the picture on the paper or wherever I was looking at the website. And he's got his head down. You see, he's kind of sad, and he's just holding this like shoe in his hand. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, it's the it's golden boot. Oh, yeah. That makes that makes perfect, perfect sense. Who throws the shoe? <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. That is
3: funny that they do literally put what they want. Yeah, yeah, no, good. They uh, might as well just
2: take his cleat and gold or bronze it bronze or something. Bronze it up. I don't know if he feel like doing it in that particular moment. He had to get those three goals, too, because Messi, it was him and Messi yeah, going for a golden boot. Yeah. He ended up, those three ended up putting him uh, over the top. But good World Cup, as I said. uh, We're going to get to break here. Uh, Marcus McNeil is going to join us here. We're going to talk some football. Crazy, crazy, crazy uh, NFL week. Uh, And, you know, we went into it knowing Scraby was already because of his his squad. The 49ers, yes. Yes. Uh, But
3: everything else was, yesterday was a really great sports day. It was. it was. There was a lot to watch. It was a lot of good stuff to watch. Lakers squeaked one out. Over the... Wizards. Oh, oh man. Wait, Wizards? Or no. Are they Wizards or are they Bullets? No, they're the Wizards. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they definitely have the Bullets. <laughs> the Wizards, though, they're, they're a hot they team, their, aren't they? they no. They had, I know. They lost like seven straight. <laughs> oh, Anthony Davis, I also read, is, is going to be out for an yeah. un- indefinite period of time. I had come to
2: grips with that the, the day he missed the second half. I was like, yeah, he's not coming back for a while.
3: Anthony Davis has some injury issues ever since he left New Orleans, or may, did he have injury
2: issues while he was at New Orleans? I don't know. I just wanted him to come back. That's all <laughs> okay. I care about. Like I, at this point, it, you know, it's, it's I, been a tough season it, for it's, Lakers it's, fans. it's been a tough season, but more importantly, I he's had he's had some unlucky things happen to him. So I just hope he gets healthy, gets back on the court because certainly we the Lakers will not be able to sustain winning basketball as long as he is. Sitting on a bench. At least I don't think so. I could be wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong.
3: But I th- immediately, the first thing thought of you. I was like, "Man, Tony somewhere is cursing." Yeah, <laughs>
2: you would have guessed right. <laughs> he would have guessed right. Uh, the Jets may have some type of quarterback controversy. Maybe, maybe sort of, kind of. Maybe Salah doesn't really. He doesn't really um, come off like he wants this to be a quarterback situation. But it may have to because somebody's. Kind of banged up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk he, about. Yeah, it. Yeah, Marcus will. Mandel joins us next. More going to Chris on the way. The SDCCU Holiday Bowl at Petco Park next Wednesday, December 28th at 5 p.m. Featuring Oregon against North Carolina. Tickets in the end zone start at $55. An ultimate tailgate field ticket includes exclusive access to the Holiday Bowl field, party deck, tailgate games, and two private cash bars. The playing field as well as all-inclusive food and non-alcoholic beverage. Visit Padres.com slash Holiday Bowl for more information on San Diego's ultimate holiday party. We are setting up here shortly to have uh, Marcus McNeil, former Charger, join us, talk a little uh, NFL. We're going to recap the games from uh, this past Sunday in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, But a few headlines came out of... Uh, yesterday's game. Marcus, welcome in, man. How you doing?
5: Nah, what's up, fellas? What's up?
2: We're doing well, man. Uh, Perfect person to talk some NFL with. uh, Oh, yeah. Vikings. They uh, seem to be a little perturbed about some of the the hits on Justin Jefferson. Um, I know you watch a ton of football. How how much of this is just uh, their head coach just trying to put the referees on notice? How much of this is them actually being upset that their guy is getting crushed?
5: Uh, I, I can imagine them being quite upset. I mean, you watch Justin Jefferson play, and he's slick, man. Yeah, like, he is. <laughs> he, he can move. I always wonder why he's so open until I actually <laughs> watch him run his route, right? And then it's like, oh, that guy didn't even stand a
2: chance. Nah, like, you the, know. the one, the, the 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 route he put on my man in the corner, what's the – Gilmore. Gilmore. Where, oh. with the, he's the, a good corner. The, the fake kind of yeah. inside come back and then – twirl back out to the outside, you know, he had no shot to guard that.
5: Yeah, I, I think that sometimes when you got a guy that slick and and could just run routes like that, they like to rough him up a little bit to just try and get him off his game. You know, you see him do that to, like, Travis Kelsey or some other guys that just don't seem like you can guard them. Like, it's like you just need to rough him up a little bit so that hopefully you can get him off that game. But – I would be upset too. Like th- this kid right here can be a star in the league for years to come, and, yeah. and I'm trying to protect him at all costs if I'm the team. I,
2: I it feels like Justin, he runs all routes, outside in the middle of the field, and it seems like a lot of the times he's getting hit hit hard is when he's going in the middle of the field. How much, how much of it is is on the offense of the Vikings to maybe keep him out of harm's way because. I mean that's the I think that's the problem with having a wide receiver like that that can do everything. You you are you're more willing to put him in all those type of situations.
5: Yeah, yeah. They definitely put him in every <laughs> situation. Like, it's <laughs> like hey,
2: we need this first
5: down like it's either over the middle, you know, deep routes, uh timing passes. It's everything. But uh you don't see him as that pro t- prototypical big back like yeah, uh, yeah. like a Mike Evans or Julio Jones, you know, some of those guys who you know got some weight to him too. Justin is a he looks a little bit more frail. You know what I'm he's, saying? So it's like I don't want him taking hits like that if I if I have a chance not to let him do that.
2: Uh, Robert Sala uh, taking head, receipts, head, head coach for all the, the Jets. Time. Um, he's got a, a bit of an issue here because they spent a second second pick a uh, first round pick on Zach Wilson. Oh. Um, he doesn't seem to be the leader that. That we're used to seeing from quarterbacks. Um, so he basically was not only taken out of the starting lineup, he was not even allowed to dress for a couple weeks there. Um the kid was it, is it Mike White or Matt White? M- Mike
3: White. Mike, Mike White. White. Mike White. Yeah. He he Mike uh, White.
2: He, uh <laughs> <laughs> he has played well. He's injured now. Um they lose last night or yesterday's game with Zach Wilson back at the the starting back, starting quarterback position. Um and, you know, his teammates didn't wasn't really feeling Zach Wilson the last time he started the game. Where does he go from here? I mean, if, if Matt White if Mike White is still uh injured, he has no choice. But if he's not, it's, then he gotta go back to, to White. I,
5: I think you would. Sometimes you just feel the quarterback that just kinda gels with the team and uh Zach Wilson, I wasn't really sold on him coming out of college. No, like, was you know, uh, I was, but I was the you, only one. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Scraggs. Yeah, thank you, Marcus. Yeah. Thank you. So, so I wasn't really sold on him coming out of college, and just watching him, I was like, is he really a big-time quarterback? But sometimes they just slot those guys in, especially at the quarterback position. Like, if it's a big quarterback draft year, it's like, all right, he's the best, he's the second best, this is the third best, and then we just kind of pick down the line. Man, I I feel like he fell into that category. Yeah. It was like, uh, he's the best quarterback right now. This is a strong draft class right here. Let's see what he can do. But he hasn't showed me enough. You know, uh, Mike White. You know, he comes in with a with a swagger about him. Yes. You know, and, and kind yes. of that toughness that. You think you want to see from the Jets because they got such a tough defense.
2: You know what I'm saying? It's like. He mirrors that on the offense. Yeah, then.
5: it's like you need that swagger on the other side that can kind of raise the bar to that level. And when you put Zach Wilson in the game, it just changes. So I'd be
2: interested to see if the coach is going to go ahead and push that button. In your experience, I don't know if you've had this happen on a team that you were on, but when uh, it felt like the locker room almost revolted. They were wearing shirts, Mike White shirts. Like, Mike White. Shirts. Uh, like, right. Free Mike White shirts. <laughs> yes, they were. They were. So, I mean, is that something that's weighed in for a head coach when the locker room is is feeling some type of way in terms of the quarterback?
5: Yeah, I think I think it definitely is. The 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 a good coach is going to know his locker room, yeah. so he's going to see like how it's going whenever this guy's at the lead compared to this guy, and, and you know what you want to do. Yeah. But sometimes, like you say, when we spent this much on this guy, like, <laughs> oh, you going to give me a shot. <laughs> I mean,
2: he said that today. I mean, he was asked how much uh, will the weight of where he was drafted, how much he was given, weigh. And I, I think he said what only he could say was the best guys are going to play that will never change. But I would imagine that that does have a fact, be some type of um, factor.
5: I can't believe that all this is kind of trickling down from that exact
2: Wilson comment. Like, you <laughs> right. one comment that was
5: maybe five words. All he had
2: to do was say, yeah, you know, I, I do take some of the blame, but because he didn't, because he we're talking about this four weeks yeah. later. We're still talking about it. Yeah, it's, sure. it's, uh, it's interesting. Now on the flip side of that, Trevor Lawrence, who, you know, God bless his heart, had probably the worst situation a rookie quarterback <laughs> could be in last year. Uh, has seemingly turned it around has turned it up really the last couple of weeks is this the guy that i that everybody thought was gonna he was gonna be at this point? Yeah, Trevor
5: Lawrence was sunshine coming out. You know, what I'm saying like he was like he was like a fresh of breath, a uh, uh, fresh breath of, what do you breath know about breath? breath of fresh air. Breath of fresh air. Yes, Marcus so, and I, I can
3: finish his sentence. as apparently that's how that's how
5: close we are. <laughs> yes, like, yes, we're that's how close too. we are. But uh, when he came out, he passed that eye test. He did. You, you saw it. He had a great arm. He's. Uh, athletic as well, like people don't even pay attention to his athleticism, but he can pick up a first down quickly Yeah, if you give him a chance to. He's a big guy too. Yeah, he's tall. He kind of fits the part, you know what I'm saying? like Just his stature alone lets him know that he can be that leader. So as long as he's actually throwing the ball well and he kind of making the plays you want to see, I believed in him. I just didn't see the The, same. The one
2: thing that, that he did even in college that I didn't feel like Zach Wilson did was from Trevor's first year at Clemson to when he left, he got better, it seemed like, every year. Every year. Zach Wilson just kind of, I mean, he, he had the good first year, and he just, felt, it felt like he just kind of stayed at that same level.
5: Yeah. It, Zach was that's the BYU, BYU, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, I. I it's, I'm sorry, Austin Eckler, because I know you're from a small school (laughs) and you're you're a great running back. But I'm just not really sold on some of these schools like uh, BYU compared to some of the bigger conferences where the Ohio States and the Alabamas and Georgias kind of roam around. Like You know, you can win in your specific conference sometimes, but specific players can transition in every conference and there's some just like – are a product of their environment right. to where they can be good.
2: You yeah. went to you played in the SEC. Yeah, I
5: was an Auburn guy. Okay,
2: so you can speak to this because we have this conversation quite often on this show. Uh, obviously, the SEC is the big dog. That's everybody's looking at. But I mean, what is what is the big difference between those conferences and maybe? I mean, BYU doesn't even have a conference, right? They're independent, I think. So. But, you know, some of the smaller conferences that, you know, feel like they're getting they're getting the short end of the stick.
5: I, I would just say it's size and speed, you know. Uh, that's simple. Not And not even, like, at the skill positions, because I, I would argue that skill position-wise they match up, you know what I'm saying, got hand to foot. Like, it's speed, control, route running. Like, sometimes West, at quarterbacks, you guys got that. Like, the best quarterbacks seem to come out of California, you know. But when it comes to, like – Guys who are just naturally blessed at six five, three fifteen, running. We're talking in the trenches, sub five. Yeah, you know, and it's hard to to compete against that. You know, when you you don't have guys who are running sub fives, three hundred fifteen pounds. Like, yeah. that's a different level of speed. You know,
3: yeah, it is a different level of speed. We talk about. It, we're talking to Marcus McNeil, former Charger, here on Gwyn and Chris. And uh, my podcast partner with Greg Camarillo mm-hmm. at Two Pros been doing this Joe. You guys been doing this for how long now? Year uh, three seasons now. Yeah. We're almost through our third yeah. season.
2: Everything's. going I can't well. believe you guys have have let this guy hang around for three They're seasons at this point. Uh, we are.
3: Yeah, I, I think I texted <laughs> our group chat this morning. The three amigos back together tonight. <laughs> is, this the, is this the first of the next season right here coming up? The first of the next season. No, no. We we, we this is our third full NFL season right here, okay. and then we'll do. We we just do our seasons. And and so we'll have our fourth season. Anyway, two pros and a Joe. But what we talk about a lot is I have to bring this up because immediately when I knew Marcus was coming in here, we had a conversation on the podcast a few weeks ago about laterals and why you don't want to be a guy who gets Um. a lateral because yesterday during the Raiders (laughs) and Patriots game, I don't know what happened to – was it Jacoby Myers? I'm not sure which – I know his last name was Myers. It was Jacoby Myers. So Ramondre Stevenson, they were tied. The clock was running out. Ramondre Stevenson tossed it back to Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers then tossed it into no man's land. The Raiders intercepted it. They take it back. They win the game. It would have gone into overtime. But, Marcus, you told a story about one time when you got a lateral, and it was not good.
5: Oh, it wasn't. And you know what the crazy thing was? I was coming up here. And thinking about that Patriots and what <laughs> I was like, dang, like I was the guy getting stiffed arm to the ground. Oh my god, that's a end. great point, Mac Jones. That's a worse stiff yeah, arm for like my Jones. What was he gonna
3: do? What oh, was man. he gonna do?
5: It's the it's brutal. The best part of that is he's an Alabama quarterback. Getting stiffed
3: <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so like, <laughs> like take Put, that, just know? getting pushed into <laughs> yeah. the ground, and Auburn Eagle loving I, you yeah. know,
2: he could have done. I mean, my man. Uh, Myers, because he could have punted that football when it was it, yeah. anything but. Hang on to it and throw it across field. Uh, it's won't... just it, it's it's that's a that's a tough tough. He looked, I mean, and, and I I don't blame him. He looked like he was almost in tears talking about it after the game. Like that's that that's a tough blow.
5: I w- I would be too. Like that, you have to be like the Harlem Globetrotters to really pull that off. Of you. <laughs> like, you have to have some savvy players, you know, who got some good. uh Street backyard ball in them, you right? Know what I'm they saying? they've been in the street yeah, playing I, with the
2: cars on the I, side of the street. I've been right here, you know. What I'm saying we had to play sideline bus because we didn't have a whole
5: field, so right. you get tackled on the sideline. You, know you know, one of the things that I love. Well, I'm
3: not here just to promote the podcast, but I'm saying one of the things about ahead, that I yeah, love talking ahead, you don't have to, give to me Marcus. Disclaimer. Okay. Talking to Marcus and Greg Camarillo about is just playing stories and, and just me not really understanding what it's actually like. Like, so we'll, we'll show pictures of Marcus and he's clearly over a fumble. Oh, and, yeah. and he thinks, you know, if I were to guess, you recovered this fumble. And then he tells a story, but oh, the, the lateral story was hilarious. Oh, I can't my. remember who hit you, but you were like, I want to get the ball, and then you didn't want to get the ball.
5: It was it was Troy Palomalu. Oh, boy. that's right, a, torpe- that's a human else. torpedo. Yeah, it was. He, he came like a torpedo, hit me on my hip. I had the ball in my cusp, but but, but when he hit me, like he just
1: complete,
5: like my hand just flailed out. I don't know where the ball went. And then somebody else hit me while I'm going. I just it was just all bad. And then I turn around and. Antonio Gates is sitting there laughing hysterically. <laughs> he can't even walk off the field. He's laughing at me so hard. So I yeah, feel, I feel it. I feel that
2: That's uh. That seems like it's just all chaos when, oh, when, that, when. that's happened. One last thing before we get to break. I, I I was surprised that this got out. Uh, the NFL has warned teams about basically the wasted money that they've had over the last five years firing coaches, mm. things of that. So clearly it's to a point where the NFL is like, hey, you guys got to start paying attention. you just incurring this debt, and and it's not going anywhere.
5: Oh, man. that that I'm not the NFL and the NCAA. Like, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're not are We talk about it all the time yeah, on this show. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know at Auburn, we're, we're good 25 mil in <laughs> off of <the> Junkin' <laughs> Mouselon and harsing. Like No like, joke. Yeah, like, like, that's by themselves. So if you just think about, like, as a whole, how much money the NCAA and the NFL is just wasting in dead money And then they complain about players getting all the time getting getting guaranteed contracts. What is it? Frank Reich had four
3: years left, and he's making nine million dollars a year to sit sit on this couch. uh, Matt
2: Rule had four years remaining on a seventy-year, sixty million dollar contract.
3: How I just (sighs) never understand, and and we've talked about on this show, we talked about on the podcast. I just don't understand how you make a decision to extend a guy and then fire
2: him four months later. This goes to what Robert Sala was. Chastising the uh, the media, the media about the instant. About the instant co- That's kind of where we are. Like it, it, you. It felt like as as a kid growing up, a uh, uh, a coach had about. He got a new job. He got about three or four years yeah. to kind of get it going in at least the right direction. Yeah. Now it feels like if you got a high pick, you got about two years to get that done before they your your name is being mentioned in terms of getting getting the axe
5: yeah i had that same conversation this morning actually i I was talking to my buddy and it was like i remember it used to be like five years yeah you had some
2: time (laughs) there is there is and you know it's hard to understand why it's changed over so much but i think it's not like that just in football i think it's like that in in all sports now you you get very little time to get things going in the right direction so uh, Marcus, you going to hang out for another segment? Man? Hey, man, I'm, I'm here, man. All, I'm right, here. All right, let's do it. Marcus McNeil will continue to join here, join us here on Gwyneth and Chris. Three o'clock hour on the way, a little daily gambit for those uh, gamblers out there. Gwen and Chris.
0: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.